Welcome. You're listening to the Create with Confidence podcast. I'm Cindy Owen, and I want this podcast to be inspiring and motivating, but also very real. My goal is to introduce awareness, meditation, and making friends with the mind to business owners and creators to get out of their own way. There's so much noise out there, especially in the world of business, that gets you pumped up, motivated, tells us that we can be anything we want if only we want it bad enough. And I'm not sure. That may be true, but it's not for me. It's too much pressure. It makes me feel like the only pursuit in this life worth having is having a successful business. And if I can't produce it, I fail and I'm not good enough or I didn't want it bad enough. And this was a world I was getting very caught up in. It was exhausting. And even when something I did was successful, I still felt that I could have been better. I could have done better. I just got lucky. It's taken me a long time to get here, and I will share some of my own spiritual business path. I am where I am. I could label it all kinds of things. Uh, Beginner, success, still striving, a failure because it should be more. I could go on and on, but the reality is that I'm here, now, in this space, this moment, doing what comes next. And I'm creating the life that allows me to recognize the drama that I've created in my head and not react to it. I've learned that I have so much more control over my thoughts and actions than than most of us think is possible, that I ever thought was possible. The ability to wake up to the destruction my thoughts were causing me has been truly liberating. I found compassion and kindness for myself. And this is the path to freedom and success, whatever that success may look like. So just imagine not having to believe everything you think and being able to see beyond these limiting beliefs. Acknowledging times of fear and overwhelm and doubt and not reacting to them, getting caught up in the cycle that takes us down the rabbit hole of being paralyzed. So I will introduce the spiritual aspect in life that actually makes any pursuit meaningful and the way to happiness is through compassion and the service to others. I come by this knowledge honestly. I'm a registered psychotherapist and I've been in therapy myself, oftentimes depressed and anxious and never feeling anything I did was good enough. Therapy helped me, but I knew there was more. Therapy felt very mechanical to me. So do this, do that, find the evidence, reframe your thoughts, and then you die. That sounds quite dramatic. I know it sounds awful. And for me, it just felt sad. So I'd been reading books on spirituality for years, but I'd never had a teacher or any formal lessons. So I got myself a teacher and it all started to come together. So the teachings made me realize that we are so much more than what we see in the mirror. We share this world with each other and the universe is greater than we are and greater than the small things we get caught up in. There is something out there bigger than us and yet we got caught up in our tiny selves. And this is where my liberation started. By going within and making friends with my mind and being, I was making friends with life contentment, love, peace, and success. 
This is freedom. It taught me that you can have compassion for yourself when you find that you're getting caught up in creating your own misery. When you're vulnerable, have put too much pressure on yourself, have other influences that you got sucked into. We can become present in these moments and become aware of what we have been doing to ourselves. And we can have compassion for that part of us that is suffering without blame, without judgment. Just noticing where we've turned on ourselves and sometimes turned on others. We can show some kindness and move on in this moment with a wiser perspective. Let's face it, the business and creative world is tough and will tell you everything you should be doing in order to be a success. What would success look like if it came from within? Well, I can show you how. If you're building a business or have a successful business, or you're a creative person or creating a course to share your gift or your knowledge with the world, this is important stuff. It's tough. The mind can be your worst enemy. How do you overcome doubt, fear, feeling like a fraud? You're overwhelmed and question everything you create. Your mind is your worst enemy, and how do you put things out there when your brain is in overdrive working against you? So it's very exciting for me to share all of this and how I've grown a successful practice and created a course. I wish mindfulness and meditation were taught to us at a young age. It would have been great if I'd learned it in school. But since it wasn't, thank you for allowing me to share this as an alternative to what's out there. This is exciting. I've already recorded a few episodes for this podcast, and I have this amazing first season. I'm going to have a minimum of seven episodes for the first season. Each episode can be listened to independently. However, they do build on each other. But you can listen to them out of sequence and they will still make sense. I will start with the foundations of awareness and taking the steps to change your thinking while changing your brain. If you keep listening to it long enough, you can put all these pieces together to understand this framework. That means you're going to become really familiar with your mind and its patterns and great at getting out of your own way so your business and your life become full of life, not the pursuit of life. So I emphasize these episodes to get you to understand the patterns of your mind and let go of the limiting beliefs that have been holding you back and to continue on with confidence. And for those of you who have not been to one of my workshops or taken an online course, I will walk you through each episode. I'll tell you why they're important. They're based on 2,500 years of Buddhist philosophy and psychology. And why do you need to know this? Well, it's the most absolute, most powerful way to be with what it means to be human and work with the human brain. But essentially what it is, I believe by the end of this season, you'll be able to clear your mind. And that means it's a hidden formula. A lot of people don't know that they don't have to believe everything they think and that there are ways to work with the mind to overcome this. So we'll explore autopilot and mindfulness. Also looking at meditation and the judging mind. We'll talk about planting seeds in the garden of the mind and the science of the mind, neuroplasticity. We will also bring focus into the body and how to drop into the body and use it to calm the mind. 
and then talk about letting go of expectations and control. We will identify mind habits that are holding you back and use mantras and meditation for letting go of guilt and regret. So I'm not saying you have to adapt every concept. There's a lot of material here. They're like notes, chords on a guitar. You will find that some resonate with you more than others, and you can incorporate them into your everyday life. I want to teach people to play at least one of the chords at all times on a level of business life and life life. I would say that if you're not playing one of the chords, you're descending from music into noise and you're living in your head. And this framework is a way for you to get out of your head and start creating music again. So I can give you an example. If you start feeling like you're a fraud and try to investigate where those feelings came from, it isn't one of the chords. It's costing you stress, distress, blocks, headache, because you don't need to go down the rabbit hole of trying to figure out where those thoughts came from to work with it. These are the kinds of shifts I teach. In some of these episodes, I may interview experts in the field, people who use the framework in their business to bring ease and joy to the process of business and life. People who have learned to bring kindness to themselves when they become aware they're stuck in their own head. Experts on how to incorporate the teachings into your everyday life. We'll bring all these concepts into our own life to become happier, content, a more loving person, and find true success. So I won't do this introduction every time explaining things through, but because this is the very first one you're starting and the very beginning, and I wanted you to get the full story of what's of how this is going to work. And then in each episode, I'm just going to explain the concept featured in it. Consistency is the best way to build a new mindset. I encourage you to do the meditations and experiences offered in each episode. And here's a secret tip for your success. Don't take my word for it. You must experiment with what I'm teaching to make it work for you. If it doesn't resonate at first, put it on the shelf and keep listening. It's a process. So let's dive into the first element of autopilot and mindfulness. This is where it all starts. Automatic pilot and mindfulness. Picture this, you're about to go out to a business meeting and you have some files sitting at your front door that have been sitting there for weeks because you need to get them to the right people. And these people will be there. So you're getting ready and you move the files to a bench at the front door so you won't forget them. But then you realize you forgot to brush your teeth. So you go to the bathroom and then you can't remember why you're there. So you fix your hair, that must be it. And then you go back to the front door and then realize, yeah, it was my teeth. So you go back and brush them. You've got your coat on, ready to leave, file in hand, and you can't find your keys. So you search your purse, you search every room in the house, even the fridge, just in case. And then you realize they were on the table all the time. And now you're late and frustrated and you run out of the house and go to your meeting and see your colleagues and it's only at the meeting do you realize that you've forgotten the file. This is automatic pilot and we spend more than half our lives on it. 
Automatic pilot leaves us wasting time, not spending our time wisely, not listening, forgetting what we already know or have just learned, and questioning ourselves, losing focus of what needs to be done next. And we feel trapped in this cycle. And in automatic pilot, we live in our heads and just react to whatever comes up out of habit or to avoid anything uncomfortable or unpleasant. So if you think about it, we have between roughly 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. So I'll just round this off to 70 thoughts a day. And most of them are automatic. Some of the automatic thoughts keep us safe and healthy. And some are simply being lost in random thought where we just miss what's going on in the moment, like driving a car and then realizing we had no idea how we got to our destination. But we did it and we did it safely. However, many are false, irrelevant, and defeatist, and even cruel that serve us no purpose. We follow them down a rabbit hole of despair that tells us we can't do it, we're not good enough, and we worry too much about what others think, and we want to make things perfect. And if you're a creative person, teacher, or starting a business or have a business, this is your worst enemy. And we get sucked into them and think that they're true. Or we know that they're not true and we just can't stop them. And we allow them to take over anyways. Kind of like that, that saying, what you resist persists. Most are the exact same thoughts we had the day before. In fact, of those 70,000 thoughts a day, 90% of them you had the day before. And the mind just spins in a trap of its own making. And it's very easy to get caught up in all the messages that are thrown at us every single second. And the monkey mind takes over. You know, the mind that gets sucked into all the external messages and then turns on itself. That monkey mind is, is just that mind that goes from thought to thought to thought to thought and, and just can't settle. And so this is why mindfulness has become so popular. Now, I like to call mindfulness, it's more about awareness. When we think of mindfulness, we think of coming into the present moment, and it's about bringing an awareness to this moment of truly what's going on. And so the aim is to increase the awareness so that we can respond to situations with choice rather than react automatically. And we do this by practicing to become more aware of where our attention is and deliberately changing the focus of the attention over and over again. On automatic pilot, we're more likely to have our buttons pressed. So often when we're on automatic pilot and something comes up that's distracting or annoying, we react out of impatience or frustration and we could yell or we could turn on the people who are around us or turn on ourselves and think that I shouldn't be getting distracted. And yet life is happening. Things are coming up even while we are concentrating and doing what we want to be doing. And that's how we get our buttons pushed. 
So the formal definition um, of mindfulness by John Kabat-Zinn is that mindfulness means paying attention in a particular way, on purpose, in the present moment, and non-judgmentally. And this is why we must get to know our minds, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So bringing mindfulness awareness into business just makes sense because being your own boss can be the scariest thing out there. It's all on us. We call all the shots. And as mentioned before, it's very easy to get sucked down the rabbit hole of, I can't do this. It's no good. What do I know? And fill in the blanks, whatever, whatever automatic thoughts keep coming up for you. My personal go-tos were people like me aren't supposed to make it, you know? I, and then I can't even describe what a person like me meant. It was just that automatic thing that came up whenever I was frustrated and lost. So our mind is spinning and attacking and getting lost in anger, resentment, doubt, fear, and we just can't stop it. And the more we try, the worse it gets. It's like that saying, what you resist persists. And mindfulness says, stop the fight. Acknowledge that right now, your mind has a mind of its own and it's torturing you. The suffering is being lost in thought and wanting things to be other than they are. And really, you want to be happy, successful, learn about our mind and its pattern and its habits and its stories. Want to be happy and successful? Become friends with your mind and know when to give it a good kick in the ass. This is mindfulness. It's acknowledging thoughts are here and getting to know them. So where do all these automatic thoughts come from and why do they keep repeating themselves? And there are a thousand reasons, most of which we don't quite understand. What we do know is that we have this negativity bias that is for survival from a long, long time ago that we don't need much anymore in the modern day. We also have these influences um, from when we were young of parents, teachers, religion. And also we live in a world of consumerism. And that means that to make us buy, we have to feel that we are lacking. And it's in the best interest of marketing people to make us feel that we're lacking, we're not good enough, because then we're gonna buy their expensive creams or their nice cars, right, to fill that lack. And lastly, it's, it's also far easier to get lost in habits of the negativity that have developed over the years than to face them and take a different approach to them and challenge them. It's kind of like that devil you know sort of thing. So here is the truly transformational part of mindfulness. When we notice what is here without judging it, knowing that these thoughts come from somewhere, and right now we don't need to figure out from where, and they are thoughts that are not serving us, 
Mindfulness helps us detach from the thought and simply notice it. Notice how it drifts into another thought. And by becoming mindful, we are waking up to the present moment and slowing down the mind and body. And we want to become aware of that endless stream of thought that we allow every day. Like I said, 70,000 thoughts. So when we're on automatic pilot, we're not aware of the thoughts. It's really not our fault. We're trapped in our endless stories we tell ourselves and we don't even know it. Our thoughts are in habit mode and we repeat the same ones over and over again. And mindfulness gives us a choice to look at our thoughts objectively, to recognize them as just thoughts without getting sucked into them and carrying on with what we're doing. It's not ignoring them. It's noticing, letting them pass, and continuing on. So now you know about automatic pilot and the importance of waking up to our lives. This is not just in business. This is everywhere. We miss so much when we are in automatic pilot mode. So right now I'd like to guide you in a short meditation on how we can bring awareness into our daily lives and start getting out of that automatic pilot. So this is a mindfulness eating exercise. So just take a moment and ideally go get yourself a raisin. We're going to do a raisin exercise. If you don't have a raisin, grab a piece of chocolate or something small that you can place in the palm of your hand and pause this and when you get back we'll begin okay so right now i'd like you to just take a deep breath and take the raisin or a piece of chocolate candy or strawberry whatever you have and place it in the palm of your hand and imagine that you're a very trusting alien that just landed on the planet and you've been given an object that you don't know. You know you have it in the palm of your hand, but you have no idea what it is. So holding it in your palm, just beginning to examine it. Looking at the color feeling the texture, noticing the weight, the temperature. Does it feel cool in your hand? Is it warm? Noticing the pattern of lights on it. Is it shiny, dull? Is it vibrant color? A darker color? Noticing if it's rough or smooth or maybe a little bit of both. And now rolling it around with your fingers and getting to know the feel of it. Does it feel squishy, 
soft, hard. Just taking this moment to really notice the texture and feel of this object. And now picking up the object and holding it to your ear. Does it make a sound? And if yes, is the sound high, low, loud, or soft? Is it discreet or continuous? And even noticing any thoughts that come up. Even if they're thoughts of, this is really silly. I don't know why I'm doing this. Or, I hope no one sees me. Right? Any thoughts whatsoever and just noticing them. And when you do notice them and become aware, simply bringing your focus back to the object in your hand. And right now, noticing if there's a sound. And now taking the object to your nose and smelling it. Does it have a smell? Is it sweet smelling or sour? Taking in the odor, whatever it is. If there even is one. And now moving the object over your lips. First the lower lip, and then the upper lip. Feeling the texture of the object as it moves over your lips. And when you're ready, gently place the object in your mouth. Against the gums, slowly moving it over the lower gum and then the upper gums as you feel its shape, texture, soft or hardness. And now moving the object over your teeth. And finally take the object into your mouth and push it against your upper plate. And then your lower plate. feeling every aspect of the object. And moving the object between your teeth. Moving it around with your tongue. How does it feel on your tongue? And then when you feel ready, slowly biting into the object. Noticing if there's a burst of flavor, what that's like. And then beginning to slowly chew, noticing whether or not saliva fills your mouth. 
noticing any sensations of tartness, bitterness. Is it pleasant? Is it unpleasant? Without any kind of judgment, just being aware of the taste of the object. And working the object towards the back of your throat, getting ready to swallow. And now swallowing it and observing its path as it transverses the throat and finally enters the stomach. Seeing what it feels like to be one object heavier. And so now that you've eaten this object, really kind of spending a few minutes and thinking, okay, what was this experience really like? What sensations did I notice? And here's a great question. How is it different from how you normally eat? And thinking about how eating in this way is relevant to getting off of automatic pilot. So I'm going to end here. This is your first introduction, my first podcast, and thank you for listening. And I know they are going to get better and better as I go. I do have a bit of a nervous stutter, but it's something that I have to throw myself into, and that's all part of being aware. So I want to leave you with, um, until my next podcast, I want to leave you with a challenge of eating one piece of food a day in this manner of total awareness of what that experience is like and the awareness of when thoughts pop into your head of this is taking too long or this is stupid or wow, I never realized how great this tasted or wow, I hate this. Just noticing them and bringing the mind and the awareness back to the exercise of eating. Mindfulness and awareness is about being able to refocus the mind. So going from automatic pilot to awareness. And ideally, I'd love to see if you were able to eat an entire meal this way. So that's a lot, I understand. But for your first challenge, one piece of food a day in this mindful manner, and ideally one meal in the week in this manner. Okay, and that's it. And please leave your comments, your questions, anything that you have for me. I would love to hear from you. And I will see you in podcast number two shortly. Bye for now.